All right, Matt. How's your new year going? Um, wait, has it started? <laughs> Are we going to lie to people? Yeah, we're totally lying to people. This oh, okay. is this is someday fantastic. that is after January first. <laughs> it's it's been fantastic. What did you do on New Year's? Uh, you know, just kind of chillaxed, kept it easy. We we didn't want to hire a babysitter, so we just you know, uh, did you know, home stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're boring. We're boring parents now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's actually uh, December thirtieth still. Three p.m. <laughs> Three or nine. <laughs> Okay. Actually, sorry, we have um, more than yeah, twenty-four you know hours. This, to this, do. this whole uh, recording out of the library situation has uh, been pretty nice. I've, I've definitely got to give the Vancouver Library some props here. To they, they've they've got the recording space that I'm in right now, which allows my wife to uh, take custody of our child. But also, since he's napping, she she can just uh, draw at home right now while making sure he stays asleep. Very nice. Kudos. I, uh, I don't think I've been in the recording studio. I did go to the library regularly just to work, like especially when we were working on the game. Um, yeah. you know, nice spot, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with the recording studio. It's I, I never made much use out of libraries unless I was doing a research paper. So mm. um, I, I've come to appreciate it now that I, I need the space to get to now and then. And, uh, you know, I was looking around at posters. You can actually check out, like, violins and guitars and ukuleles and stuff, too. So, Wow. Vancouver <laughs> Library's got it going on. Nice, nice. Do they have a good movie collection? I know that the... Uh, yeah, they so, do. Yeah, yeah. Here in, um, in Washington, uh, there's, like, one big library system for King County, which is where Seattle uh, and, like, Redmond and a few other places are. And it's apparently, it's supposedly the, the biggest library um, by circulation in America. So... Uh, I have noticed their movie selection is excellent, excellent. That's where I get pretty much all my, my watches in. Yeah, you know what? We gave up on Netflix uh, a while ago. And, you know, in Canada, you can actually rent stuff, of course, from YouTube, but also directly from Cineplex Odeon. Okay. Um, so we have done that on occasion. But, yeah, we totally check out movies from here, too. And we've we watched... Um, I, I can't even remember which ones we've watched. <laughs> but yeah, we, we can get stuff out on our, our kids' library cards. So if for some reason we were to lose the disc or it would get damaged, we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> what happens? Like the kid is responsible, but since they're a kid, the library just kind of goes, eh, or what? Yeah, basically. Because like, with, a, with a toddler, it's kind of expected that any board books and stuff you get, they're going to chew on it and rip pages and, and stuff. So, yeah, they're, right. they've got carte blanche to do whatever they want. <laughs> For real, even for yeah. DVDs and stuff, I would have thought they'd be like, uh, "Parents, come on." Well, there's, there's, day. you know, obviously, if you're going to rent uh, Game of Thrones from them, you're not <laughs> going to be able to do yeah. it on their card. But ah, we, ah. Where, so where the we kids' films, stuff like Mighty, uh, yeah, okay, not, not Mighty Number no. Nine, what Big Hero Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah, cool. So that worked good. Um, how's your gaming year been? Uh, my game. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. So, 2016. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, unless you want to go super way back to like 2015, but <laughs> I really could because 16 was was kind of a drought for me. I mean, it was pretty bad. Uh, not a lot of time. Uh, I mean, you know, I could attribute that to having a kid and whatever else. But um, a lot of the games I did beat this year were just little short one-offs. It would be like. 
people would come over and be like, man, let's play whatever. And then we'd beat it in the one night. <laughs> and it was nice. Yeah. But no RPGs, no big, long, uh, uh, whatever, X tens of hours games under my belt this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, this might actually be my worst year ever, honestly. Really? Really, worst year ever, which is why I think I mentioned uh, at some point previously uh, I'm looking at taking measures to play more games this year instead of just assuming it'll happen because, I, I mean, here I am doing a podcast about video games and I don't play video games. So, it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, that's not the only motivating factor, but um, certainly it's an aspect of my life I hugely miss. Mm. Uh, that said, what gaming I did do was a lot of fun. So um, how about you? Um, you know, I've actually got a, 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 a little bit of a record here for years gone by. Uh, so when you say that last year was your worst year, my worst year was 2014. Hmm. Uh, and in that year I played Daisy. I played the Tomb Raider that was current. I played Portal and I played an insane number of hours of Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2. Was that the year that your son was born? Yeah. Um, was that relevant to your lack of gaming? Partially, partially yes, because um, yeah. So we we uh, my wife became pregnant, and then I also spent a few months in Scotland that year. Right. So I spent zero time playing games while I was in Scotland. I, I spent time like gallivanting about the countryside, um, and then yeah, obviously when we came when I came back and and we had to deal with pregnancy and birth like yeah there was a lot less hours done that year for gaming <laughs> yeah so so in total i played five different games that year right uh whereas this year uh i've i've been making more of a concerted effort to get through my backlog and right. so that's I what it I, takes that's really yeah. what it takes that's, and that's kind of like looking onward to 2017 um for myself that's what i i'm thinking is i'm just going to make that effort because I, I feel like i'll enjoy it very much having done so yeah um, and and you know this this was the first year since college that i've actually sat down and made like a, a general to-do list of, of things to accomplish it made a lot of sense back in college because it's like i had so many projects and classes mm -hmm. and stuff to get to and, and work that if i didn't organize it there i'd just get lost um so then I, I kind of finally got around to doing the same approach this year and, and like for all of my hobbies, like if I wanted to be doing Japanese stuff or if I wanted to be doing game dev stuff or if I wanted to take my employer to court, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which sort of happened. Uh, so, you know, for everything that I wanted to do, selling stuff on Craigslist, I had a, a huge itemized list that I would constantly be adding to and prioritizing and, and I made sure to to prioritize games on there as well. So um, if I had some chores to do uh, I, that could be put off, I, I would be playing a game. Um, and, it, and it worked a little bit well for me at, at the beginning of the year because uh, Andrea was not working at the beginning of the year. So she would... We were co-sleeping. So she would go to bed with... Laz and I would have a couple hours at night every night that I could study Japanese or study uh, C++ or, or whatever. So I, I yep. did get windows of time set aside specifically for myself. Um, right. 
so that's yeah, I, what, that's what you had that I didn't. Which yeah. is not to say, I mean, like what would happen is our daughter would just go right to sleep, which is great, yeah. and then it's it's like me and my wife. It's like finally we have our time. So, yeah. Where your wife goes to bed with the kid, you're alone. It's like, well, I'll play games. Um, yeah. I'm not complaining. It was nice spending a lot of time with my wife, but I just never really had that game time per se. Yeah. Um, which I mean, this year I'm still going to cherish that that family time, but I'm I'm looking at you know getting up early or or whatever else, playing games at lunch, kind of what you were, yeah. you had been doing previously, that kind of thing. Well, the the thing with that is that like um, when when that it was literally just that like she was co sleeping and and she was stay at home mom. We did still have hours every day that we could spend together. Right. Uh, where it got really hard was uh, later on in the year when she started working again, and we had to offset our schedules in order to to deal with daycare. And again, at first, I had that ability where I would come home a little bit later and she would be going to bed shortly after that. And then I would have a window of time. And then later in the year, we switched stuff up um, and I was the one getting up early and then I would just be exhausted at night and I would go to bed at nine. And I I just my spare time completely evaporated. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? That was actually quite difficult because the amount of time that we spent together diminished greatly. Yeah. Um, You're we, living separate lives kind of, right? Kind of. For like, yeah. Kind of. And like we, we each got to spend some time with our kid every day because one of us would have the morning and one of us would have the evening. Um, and so it was definitely good for for having a bond with our, our kid and, and taking him out to the park and stuff. But yeah, if, we spent very little time with each other while we were both working. Um, right. And, and that was actually not fun. Right. Um, so is that something that if I may interject, is that something that would affect your, uh, I hope this is too personal a question. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. I hope this is not too personal a question. Um, uh, I mean, and I understand Andrea is not currently working. Right. Like for her, I'm, I imagine she would of course like to work sometime yeah again um but then you would face the same problem unless your son is yeah. at that point six seven eight however old right like well, is that something yeah. that's affecting her career path or maybe even your own definitely um yeah it's it's having a kid definitely impacts your career path like the the ability to to stay late and do overtime and 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 get better at projects and stuff to get promotions and stuff like that definitely diminishes yep. once you've got the responsibility of someone else that legally cannot be left by themselves <laughs> yeah um yeah so i don't know maybe maybe once we've got the ability to to take him to a daycare and we'll have different hours and stuff like vancouver was expensive like we were paying 18 dollars an hour for daycare so we Yikes. didn't want to pay more than 40 hours a week like we right. were offsetting our schedule so that we had to pay for as little hours as possible right um if if we're in Montreal and it's eighteen dollars a day, uh, maybe <laughs> a little bit can, of a different situation. Yeah, like maybe yeah. we can afford to have someone come in for an hour in the morning or evening or something to to help alleviate that and, and make the career a little bit easier. Right. Um, and certainly, as he gets older, and he, we have to spend less time preventing him from electrocuting himself. Yep. and and can spend more time playing video games and watching movies and playing board games and stuff. I, I think it's it's definitely going to get easier in that sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, th- th- for the past 
a couple weeks at least where uh, or the past week where my studio has been closed for the holidays and we're preparing for a move and uh, her job has ended so she's home all time like we've we've definitely been able to rekindle that where we uh, can get him to bed between nine and ten at night uh-huh. Uh, and then we've got two hours that we can stay up and, and talk or do a project side by side or, or watch a movie or play a video game. And, uh, yeah, then we've got the ability to sleep in as late as he does in the morning. So, yep. How late is that out of curiosity? Uh, he's been sleeping in like eight twenty ish. Oh, okay. So, you know, Not we bad. go to bed a little bit after midnight. We get very close to eight hours sleep. Nice. Um, nice. So it's definitely been good the past couple of weeks, and, and uh, we took that time. <laughs> we actually sat to down and, and played through start to finish Escape Goat 2. Nice. Um, so that's fun. Um, Very but cool. yeah, Very I, cool. I, definitely, I definitely made a concerted effort, and, and so far this year, uh, or, or I guess it's the end of the year, so <laughs> through, <laughs> through 2016 I was able to attempt to play a total of 23 games, uh, nice. I think Very nice. twenty of which I actually played start to finish, and and I don't know four of so nineteen of them I played start to finish, and four of them I gave up on because I wasn't having fun. Right. So I used to keep as detailed of records as you. I I kind of started to hate doing so at one point. I don't know. I just I didn't like seeing certain things i guess if that makes sense like i i never i always want to finish every game so if i I have a half finished game it always bothers me which is dumb right but it's just some compulsive thing of mine so i kind of forget about them maybe i don't want to write that down so well uh well for for me i keep three lists right i keep one list that is all of the games i own and have never played Mm -hmm. and then i keep a list of all the games that i feel were a waste of my time (laughs) <laughs> okay. And then I keep a list of the stuff that I I played through to completion. I have list 1 and 3. So, not the second list. Yeah. N- not the waste of time list. For for me, I have I have a spending problem. I buy way too many games. And and so I feel like in a way having that list of bad games helps me a little bit cuz I when I see what I feel is wasted money, I'm more likely to to think twice before i buy the next game don't want to waste that three dollars right yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) you always remind me of this guy i work with that like will mull over the idea of like a ten dollar purchase for like literally like weeks and weeks and it's like man you make six figures just buy the damn thing (laughs) you're wasting more of your personal time like if you if you consider the value of your own time like just buy it, right? Yeah. Anyway. You know what's hilarious? Uh, uh, there's a, a game this year. I don't remember if it's still on my to-do to buy lists or not. Like I've, I have like a Steam wish list, and then I keep uh, this like a, a similar list on. Uh, is there any? Is deal there any deal? Com? Yeah, yeah. There was a game this year that I had put on my wish list. There was like a Steam sale where you got trading cards for like going through the recommendations and deciding whether or not you wanted it on your wish list. Right. Uh, so it ended up on my wish list, and then it went on sale, but it went on sale as part of a bundle. Okay. So if I had have paid, I think it was something stupid, like $3 for the bundle, then I would have ended up with this one game that I was interested in, but I would have also ended up with, like, 10 games I wasn't interested in. 
so that put you off? So simply because I would have had my backlog grow by these extra games I had no interest in, I didn't buy the game. <laughs> can't you have? Can't you own a game and not put it on your list? I feel like I can't. <laughs> That's funny. That's where we differ because I make massive amount of game purchases and then like line them up and try them out a little bit and play them with my friends, but they never make any of my lists. That's kind of yeah. where. Yeah. So, I mean, I just have my wall actually right now lined with games i'm in the in the middle of reorganizing my game room and making it uh somewhat usable as opposed to completely unusable it's basically like a storage room right now but anyway um uh so i've been laying out all my games and it's kind of amazing to look at them and just see the volume of (laughs) plastic like that i've accumulated over the years but like they're not really on lists or anything yeah at the same time i mean uh, coming back to the backlog uh topic i guess um I made this somewhat ambitious uh, plan some time ago to just beat every single Famicom game. Um, <laughs> I mean, some of them repeat There's or they're like not really beatable. Seven hundred ish, yeah. And I mean, some of them are like one day, some of them are longer. But it's yeah. actually, for the most part, a, a doable goal. Um, you might be torturing yourself with certain titles, but I mean, yeah. I, I think I'd be willing to give up on certain titles. The yeah. ones that are like unbeatable unless you do whatever and you know these really possible games. But for the most part, just to go through the whole library and kind of have fun with this idea. So I don't know if that's like a backlog of 700 games or if it's just this idea I have. But I have been going through them. And I've been going through them chronologically, <laughs> which yeah. is especially ridiculous. But fun. Just one of my, I don't know, silly little side projects I have. Did you ever uh, see Gaming CX, Game Center CX? Yes, yes, I have. That's kind of a neat <laughs> idea where they like force him to to play, play through all games. these like, ridiculous games, yeah. <laughs> which which um, is kind of, which that was kind of what inspired me to even start having a a, a list of things to play. Really, because I realized that like I wasn't playing a lot of the games, and and I don't know. I I feel like games are. I think you and I play games very differently in where you enjoy having a bunch of stuff that you just pick up and will fill with for a few minutes and then put it away. Uh, I I feel almost like games are the, are the same as movies or books where you should take it from start to finish. I feel the same kind of I it, like what I was saying earlier about about um, hating having unfinished games. Uh, I don't like like if there's an RPG and I play five hours or ten hours, I just have to finish it even if I start yeah. hating it. Um, but I, I think it, it comes down more to. Maybe ownership is has a different meaning, I guess. Like yeah. maybe it has to do with the way I'm kind of a collector in a way. So I mean, if I buy some game, even if I know in all likelihood I may never play it, it doesn't really bother me or it doesn't mean anything to me. I can just put it on right. the shelf. I mean, again, a lot of these purchases are like one, two, five dollar, ten dollar games, right? Yeah. Um, but where it sounds like for you, a purchase means something different. It's not just something to set on your shelf. It's like you you have to have that in your list or it's a meaningless thing which i understand again because yeah. why waste money on something you're never going to touch right yeah yeah that's part of it i i it, it probably started to a small degree with me moving to australia and it's like i had to start selling stuff right and so it's like what what do i want to sell and what do i want to keep and you know if i've got to keep my number of possessions down low am i going to actually buy something new or is it something i can do without um, and so even though most of what I'm buying now is digital, I, I still kind of think the same way. It's like, if I'm not going to play it, what's the point of buying it? Right. 
Um, and so, you know, with with a bundle, totally it makes sense to just discard the stuff that, <laughs> you know, you're not buying those nine games. You're buying that one game for cheaper than it is normally. Right. Uh, but I still feel like... So so I mentioned that we had been playing a scapegoat too. Like that's a game that I had no interest in whatsoever. I got that as part of a bundle, but I kept it on my list. And then when Andrea and I decided that we were going to play something together, I started going through my list and I was like, okay, well, Andrea's not a big time gamer. What's what's a game that we can play together? And and right. I, and so I've now got a to-do list of stuff for us to play together, and that happened to be one of them. And, you know, it looked as though it was going to be a three-hour game, so I was like, okay, this is low investment. Andrew might like it. Let's try it. And and it ended up being one of my favorite games of the year that I played. So Very nice. Very nice. So, I don't know. I feel like when you do have those bundles, I, I still need to add it into the playlist even if it's not one that i'm realistically ever going to play and i feel like just the act of of having to type in all those things into my list and research how long it's going to take is like uh it it helps me realize that that one game that i wanted to buy wasn't even that important to me very interesting so two things first of all i mean for me just kind of having my uh wall lined with games that i don't have on some list somewhere where you have a list and that's what you consult when it comes time to say play games with your wife or something. Mm. For me, it's like I walk up to the wall and scan the list of games. Um, I kind of, I don't really, like I I don't really acquire a lot of games I haven't heard of. And if I do, I generally look them up and figure them out and maybe give them a try and so on. So, I mean, I'm familiar with everything I have. Mm. Uh, So it's not just like, say, being at an actual library where you don't know every book or something. But, um, I guess my point is that that's kind of like where you build lists, I build collections kind of. And then that's where yeah. I would I would consult the collection to see a fun game to play. Or if like friends are over, it's like, what game can we play? Uh, how about this one? You know, they're, they're in alphabetical order. They're not in like priority yeah. order. But um, yeah, mine, mine, mine starts in my my big master list. That's is in alphabetical order. Right. Uh, I should take like I should share my <laughs> my spreadsheets or something. They're they're ridiculously in depth. Right. Uh, so question for you, question for you. Yeah. Um, I guess, is it, I mean, my question would be, is it, is it fun? Like, is it fun to do that? Like, you're obviously continuing to do it, but do you yeah. think, do you think continuing to build these lists kind of makes the whole, like, just gaming in general funner for you? Or do you feel like it is its, sep- its own separate activity that is fun? Or Like, I, I would feel like kind of, maybe you're adding a bit of a chore to, to the whole extent, gaming thing, yeah. To to an extent, I'm I'm giving myself a chore, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it yeah, I do find it fun. Uh, I I I try not to do things that aren't fun. <laughs> I well, <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, oddly enough, having this thing uh, that's organized, I don't know. It, it gives me some sort of a sense of order and it gives me some sort of a sense of, of what to look forward to. Right. Um, and, but I mean, and, and okay. I think, I think human nature, uh, we enjoy when things get accomplished. Like, right. the, like when you think about it, the average video game in itself is a to do list. 
like kind you look of, at an RPG yes. and it's like go to this place and talk to this person and you do it and then you're rewarded with the next part of the story or you right. know, collect this Pokemon to, or whatever. So I kind of see video games as a whole as a, a to-do list and, and when you're doing game design and stuff it's it's kind of important to do that because every time you mark something off you get your little hit of dopamine. Right. So in a way I'm getting that by gamifying playing video games as well. <laughs> right. I guess my take on that, if I may interject, I, yeah. I, like I do a similar thing for movies um, where mm-hmm. I have this big complicated list and I, I detail all this stuff, when I saw it, I, my impression of it when I saw the movie, um, and then like what year it came out, what yeah. genre it was, whether it was color or black and white or whatever, animated, whatever. And then I just found like, in a way, I guess I'm gamifying watching movies, but it's like, yeah. like I do, I was starting to get really weird things happening where it's like, like I'd kind of, I'd look at say, the, the kind of the histogram of years over which I watched films, and then it'd be yeah. like there's one year where I haven't really seen any, so it's like oh yeah. I have to pump that year up, so I'd add a bunch yeah. of movies from that year to my list, and then like I'd be like huh I've seen, whatever right it's like I've seen lots of action movies from Hong Kong but none from Italy I should add one of those and it's just like yeah, in a way it's I guess fun but in a way it's like I just like. In, instead of watching the movies I want to watch, I let I let this compulsive list making well guide my yeah. behavior somewhat. Yeah, I, I I definitely get that, and and I try not to let it be a compulsion. Right. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, it, it obviously is by the, <laughs> considering I have well. this list <laughs> in the first place. But these four lists. But I, but I, I'm not I'm not adamant that I stick to it. Right. So, like, I made a list. Uh, let me see if I... I think the only place I put it was on Reddit. Um, I made a list last year. Uh, I, like, listed all the games I owned, and I just asked people on Reddit to help me prioritize what games I should play. Um, and they actually helped me come up with a to-do list. Uh, <laughs> okay. And so the the list that I came up with last year at the end of 2015 was uh, Dust and Elysian Tale, Amnesia the Dark Descent, Leisure Suit Larry, uh, one of them, I, I forget which one, uh, Bastion, Suikoden, Crisis 2, Sims 2, Valkyria Chronicles, Dead Space, Soft Porn Adventure, Brutal Legend, uh, another one of the leg- Leisure Suit Larry games, Gone Home, and Psychonauts. That's your list for this coming so, year? So, so that was my to-do list for 2016. And and so I ended up actually only playing 30% of the games on that list. 30% is quite impressive for a list you crafted out of like other people's recommendations on the internet, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, I had that list. I played 30% of those. And then I ended up buying a bunch of others and, and feeling like not in the mood to play certain ones. So I put prioritize those ones instead. So my list is organic and, and I allow it to change. I don't just lock it in and say, okay, I'm not playing anything else until I play these. Like right. I'll start playing them and then I'll be like, okay, you know what? I actually don't want to play Crisis 2. I'm going to start playing Total War Shogun to follow the samurai instead. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, a real-time strategy is significantly different than a first-person shooter. And if you just don't feel like playing it, why force yourself to? Right. 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 Um, hmm. <laughs> Very interesting. Another question for you, then. Another quick mm-hmm. question. I mean, I, I see some similarities in the way we approach this, of course. Like, I have my yeah. own list. I, I also, like, I don't... 
like sometimes I'll look at the next game in the list and be like, uh, maybe I'll play this other game or like maybe, yeah. maybe like I know I'm going to have the spare day on the weekend and I look at the mm-hmm. next game on my list and it's an RPG or something, but the game right under it is yeah. a game that's maybe going to take five hours. So I say, yeah, exactly. ah, you know, there's a lot of that that goes on. I guess a question for you, uh, uh, I'm just wondering like having, like you also keep a list of the games you've finished. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything with that? Like, are you going to maybe look at writing reviews for these some days? Or, is, like, do you ever consult that again? Do you care? Is there any meaning I've, to keep such a list? Mm, yeah, there's probably not a huge le- need to it. Um, Just a compulsion? Look at the list I, and be I, like, I, yeah, I beat all these. I, I have, like, this fantasy that at some point in the future I'm going to have completed all my list and maybe I'll want to replay some of them. So <laughs> I don't know if I've... <laughs> If I maintain a record of what's there, or maybe, uh, you know, it helps me to remember what I did actually play. Like, if I played through 20 games in a year, um, I I may have completely forgotten about Bastion, but then I take a quick look at the list, I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good game. I would yeah. totally recommend that to someone. Right. Fair. Fair. Do you do any sort of... So something I do do with both games and movies to some extent, more so movies, mm-hmm. but games like... Exactly what I was just describing, I guess, where I kind of keep, I guess, almost stats. So if I can see, yeah. like, I haven't played any of some certain genre, uh, maybe I'll I'll kind of look at my list and, and move some of those games up on the list. Just, I guess, in the interest of keeping broad, uh, uh, you know, experience or, like, yeah, some, whatever, right? Something yeah. like that. Do you do anything like that with your list? Or is it more yeah, like, totally. Like, I, I, I have a huge variety of games and so you know i could very easily say okay 2017 is the year of the rpg and i could try to play nothing except rpgs (laughs) sure (laughs) but but i'm probably gonna feel drained and burned out if i do that right like i don't right want i don't necessarily want to have the same experience over and over and over of course Um, yeah so yeah, I've I've totally like at the end of 2016, I sat down and and tried to figure out okay, what games am I going to play in 2017? Because I've right. got a huge collection, and so I I look at the the number of hours I was able to play in 2016, and and I try to figure out okay, so what sort of stuff can I fit into that budget of hours? Right. Um, and, and what, so I've tried to get, uh, stuff from the different years that I've purchased games, stuff that is are different categories, stuff that are different time lengths. Um, so I have a a list that I'm, I'm excited to, to play. Um, (laughs) and I've actually, I've actually tried to prioritize more, uh, portable games this year since, uh, I'm going to be on a bus more often and I've actually bought an exercise bike. Oh, nice. Uh, I figure I can use that at home and uh, play through like Fire Emblem on that in in the evenings or something. And good I luck. Get, good I still luck. get to have my enjoyment of a video game while burning more calories than if I were to just literally sit there and do nothing but play the video game. Have you tried that before? Yeah, um, yeah. I've, I exercise bikes are pretty much the only thing that I can accomplish that on. Uh, if I'm on a treadmill, there's or an elliptical, there's no or way something, a treadmill. There's yeah. just no way you're, you're bouncing around too much. I can't read or anything. I I can do an audio book. Um, yeah. But yeah, with uh, so I've got like a recumbent bike, so you're kind of like sitting with your legs extended in front of you more. So right, so. right. 
So there's um, a lot less swaying back and forth as you do it. Yeah, I've had a hard time, I guess, with games. Like, uh, I'm impressed that you can. So I can watch a movie on an exercise bike, but that's because my hands are not involved in the process. When it comes to a game, it's like, yeah. I just I feel like I'm swaying a lot more. Well, that, that's what I'm saying with this style of bike. I It does free up my hands. Right, but... Mm, okay <laughs> i guess i'd have to i i trust you <laughs> yeah yeah um uh, you know it, it depends on what it is like i've got fire emblem and i've got uh suikoden 2 mm-hmm. that i'll be playing while doing that and you know if you're doing an rpg when you're when you're doing the the turn-based battles there's yeah, not a whole lot of thought you. process that goes into that there's not a whole lot of that goes into walking around on the world map from point yep. a to point b I got you. I got you. I used to uh, uh, exercise a lot while playing Final Fantasy VIII because there was so much time. Yeah. Where just you're not doing anything, but you t- you go into a battle, everyone does a GF summon or yeah. whatever, and it's like, whatever, like three solid minutes of you not doing anything except watching animations play for the hundred billionth time. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but the yeah, there there would definitely be no way you could concentrate on like Super Meat Boy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I had in mind when you first mentioned the bike, I guess. Right. Right, right. Um, we're coming up on half an hour. Why don't we review your sure. favorite games of the year? Sounds like you've played a significantly larger amount than I. Uh yeah. what are your top let's say top three. What and why? Top top three. Um I played uh uh so my third favorite Let me let me double check this. <laughs> I, 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 because I, I, I've got everything listed and kind of organized, but uh, sure. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say uh, one of my favorites was Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd say that's probably my third favorite, and uh, I picked that one up simply because it was one of the games I already owned that uh, is advertised as uh, being playable in Japanese. And I figured, okay, I, I'm trying to learn Japanese. Let's multitask and try to play a game at the same time. Um, and there's no dialogue in the actual game, so it was only the menus that I had to worry about translating. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I would not recommend because whoever localized that to Japanese did a, a foul, foul job. Coming, you should have known. From, <laughs> coming from someone who knew no Japanese and was <laughs> going through the process of translating it, even I was able to tell it was bad. <laughs> like they, they did stuff like uh, calling the characters like uh, little brother and big brother. Like, Having not played the game, should they not be called that? Well, it was like in English sure you call them that but in Japanese like they were using the katakana to literally call them oh, big okay. brother <laughs> like like he's the government or something yeah yeah okay so uh so you know little things like that uh don't play it in Japanese uh but it, it's a it's a really solid game um it was a, a cool. fairly short the art style was great um there's some nice puzzles to solve and it, it was fun Cool. Uh, I definitely recommend that. Okay. Um, then the next one I got around to was during my house hunting trip. Uh, I bought Parasite Eve on the PlayStation Network for like $3 and was able to play that on my PSP. Uh, Bam. Almost exclusively while <laughs> flying back and forth to Montreal. Classic, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's a game that was. I felt like I should have played back when it was released and I just didn't because Final Fantasy 7 and 8 and 
Brave Fencer Musashi and all this other stuff was coming out at the same time, and, and I just didn't yep. play it. But uh, right. I played it now, and it holds up remarkably well. Even uh, with those, like, pixelated ugh, graphics? Well, maybe because I'm playing it on the PSP, which is a nice <laughs> tiny screen. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, those backgrounds and stuff look great. Um, yeah. So, okay. uh, yeah, I would say 100% that's a game that is worth playing even today. And that's your number um, two? That's my number two. And then I think number one was Total War Shogun 2, Fall of the Samurai. Really? Cool. Um, and that, that was a, a really solid game. It's been a long time since I've played any sort of civilization or uh, real-time strategy thing. So right. that, that worked very well for me this year. Yeah, I like the game a lot, actually. I remember when the first one came out. Like The very first Total War game was, was Shogun Total War, and it was a lot of fun. And so I had played that at the time and enjoyed it a lot, and then I kind of left the series for a long time. And I picked up the same game, the um, Shogun 2 Total War, uh, this year. Mm. And I didn't play it to completion. In fact, I only probably put maybe a few hours into it, but um, I did very much enjoy it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how about you? Do you have a top three? uh, I do. Um, I will uh, skip through it here. So, yeah, um, all my games are older games. Um, I just haven't gotten... Uh, it goes back to time, of course. I mean, not to say mm-hmm. there's no newer games that are short, but, I mean, generally there's a lot of uh, Famicom games you can beat in a day. <laughs> so yeah. um, game number three on my list would have to be Metroid Fusion. I know you were not a huge fan. I actually liked it. I, I didn't like it as much as Super Metroid or Metroid yeah. 2, which I actually am a huge fan of Metroid 2 and Super Metroid, I guess. But See, Metroid that, 2 that was is... my thing. Is It was good. I just felt like it was the weakest of the Metroids. Fair, It, it I was guess. fun. Yeah, well, for me, I mean, I was ready for exactly this kind of game. Like, I just played 1, 2, 3, and, you know, 1 is an older game, of course. It has its own thing, but 2 and 3 are very, very similar. And this is similar again, but it is kind of a different take, I guess, on that Metroid-style game where you have, um, whatever, the computer constantly talking to you, and it's the story is a lot more woven into what is happening at each step and then like the idea of being chased by this clone Mm. of your yourself and whatever else um and then even just i guess i don't know the challenge like the bosses a lot of the bosses were actually kind of challenging at times um versus i didn't really feel that so much from the previous metroid games did you ever play zero mission zero mission is uh that's the remake of the original am i correct yeah yeah um no i have not you should. Uh, it's, it's on so my it, list. It, it's like it handles, two down, I think. The, it handles the same as Fusion with like the sense of gravity and stuff. And okay. So then it's the original Metroid, but then there's like an extra uh, section tagged on at the end. Cool. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's really solid. Cool, cool. Okay, well, uh, I, I'll let you know how I feel when I get to it. Um, one thing I didn't like about Fusion, actually, was the controls were a little irky. I don't know, the jump You'd often yeah. come out of the spin jump, um, so yeah. you'd be spinning, and then suddenly be in a squatting position, and yeah. it's in a place where you need to be spinning. I don't know; it was kind of a mess. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I liked it. Um, number two on the list. So my next two are both Famicom games. <laughs> speaking of being able to beat something in a day, but uh, Power Blade. I don't know if you've played it. Uh, I know the name. Lots of fun. So you're this. I don't know what the story is. I forget. You're basically trying to find these computer terminals. Um, there's six stages. You're trying to unlock these six computer terminals to, like, I don't know. I don't even remember. It was closer to the start of the year I beat it. But um, 
you have to like basically it's kind of like Mega Man, I guess, in that at the start you can pick which level, so you can do the stages right. in any order. Then when you go through the stage, it's like you're searching for this computer terminal to uh, to unlock, and just the controls and the gameplay. It's like it's a really really solid platformer for the original Nintendo. Um, nice. And you can save, so if you kill like if you beat three of the stages in whatever order, then you save, and and so you can beat it over a few days. It's not one of those games that forces you to do it all in one session, like Mega Man One. Um, just really, that's it, I guess. A solid platformer, lots of fun. Um, all my games here are platformers, actually. Next is uh, the original Castlevania Three, which I had beaten long, long ago, but I decided to take another stab at. I don't know if you've played it or beaten it. I've played it, but I never got very far in it. I like got Grant, and then that's never it. Really went any further? <laughs> Honestly, I'd say it's one of my favorite games ever. I mean, I, I wouldn't make the argument that it's one of the best ever, but maybe just one of my favorites, if that makes sense. Like it's it's yeah. just I like I find, I love its style. I love the music. I love the action. I love the challenge. It's one of those games where like you're playing the level X level whatever for the fifth time, and mm. you know your heart is pumping your blood is pumping your heart is beating the the music's super awesome and you're like just at the end of the level and stuff's flying everywhere and you manage to beat yeah. it and you're like well it's it's got a lot of that and uh i just liked the spin they put on it um compared to previous castlevanias with the character selection and the different paths and um the, especially the japanese cartridge has the special sound chip so yeah. uh i'm a big i'm a huge geek when it comes to like old technology i guess but like yeah. a lot of the expansion chips on the old nintendo um really fascinate me and that sound chip is just awesome you just get those yeah. really uh, i don't know cool uh low bass sounds and stuff it's a lot of fun so that was my number yeah. one this year nice uh all right well uh you should send me the the full list of what you played and uh we can put those both up with the uh, on the website next to the podcast yeah definitely all right. Cool. Uh, well, I think that's uh, it for our time. Yeah, time is up. You're going to get kicked yeah. out. Yeah. Cool, man. All right. Well, All right. Uh, happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> happy new year. I will surely be talking to you, but um, good yeah. luck with your move. Yeah. And well, uh, it'll be yeah. exciting to, to start from scratch yet again. <laughs> yep. Well, that's the, that's the theme we're going with, right? Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Well, Cheers, talk to man. you later. Absolutely. Take care.